In Psalms 23, 4, David says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. So when you were experiencing your cardiac valley, can you remember when you knew God was with you? Screaming with us on It Was Found in My Heart, where we pray that you will discover that you are known, loved, and valued, and that you were found in God's heart even before you put on flesh. Today, I have a special person on the pod with us. I would say guest, but she's a regular. My wife, Veronica, is back. And I'm, and I'm glad to be back. All right. Excellent. Excellent. And she will be sharing her experience after going through a major surgery and how God was with her through it all. So we come to this place where you are in your valley moment, your cardiac moment, when you're there and a lot of things going on, a lot of things happening in your life. And so you are um, experiencing a lot of emotions, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of things going through your mind. So can you enlighten us on some areas that you knew God was with you before, during, and after? Okay. Okay, so let me start with um, just a little bit of what happened before. I started started with one uh, very short impression in the chest, like maybe a second, um, but it was something that I had never felt before. And so I didn't think too much of it until it happened again. And then it happened a third time. And so I called my doctor and and mentioned and mentioned this to I didn't call specifically for that I called to get the results of another uh, lab and towards the end of the conversation I said it was almost like oh oh by the way I've had some chest discomfort and she immediately told me to go to the ER so I wasn't thinking really anything wrong with my heart because in all of my annual checkups Everything came clear. The doctor, my primary care, always said, you are the least likeliest candidate for a heart attack. Your heart is good. Everything is clear. It's very strong. So I never thought that there would be anything wrong with my heart. But I took the doctor's advice, went to the ER. They did several tests. Those tests came back clear, um, with the exception of maybe one thing on the test that showed slightly elevated, but it was the, according to the ER doctor, it wasn't anything that um, would cause great concern to them, but he did recommend that I see a cardiologist. But in between that time of going to the ER and getting to see a cardiologist, it was about 20 days. So within, in the, in that time frame, the discomfort just got worse and worse. And finally I started feeling a little different or funny feeling in my arm. And so this is when um, you, my husband, <laughs> said, you know what, let's, um, let's go to a different hospital. Let's get a second opinion. Let the, the, the different hospital be the second opinion. Um, and he had to say that for me because if I go someplace, usually I'm kind of faithful to that place. And, you know, they've already got my 
my test. They've already done this. So, you know, go back to the same place. But he just felt strongly, the Lord just impressing on him strongly to get a second opinion. And so we did. We went to a second hospital. They did the same test that the first hospital did, but they did a few more. And that's where they found the blockage, 95% blockage. And so fast forward, that's the finding out of this when he came, when the doctor came in and told me, I was not expecting to hear you have a 95% blockage in, in one of your artery and we can't put a stent in. We have to do open heart surgery. Never did I ever think those words would be um, directed towards me, that I would hear a doctor say to me, you have to have open heart surgery. But he did. And uh, of course, after the shock wore off and just thought about it a little bit, that was it. It was no other option. It wasn't, we can't do this. We can't do, we have to do open heart surgery. There were things that were going on. I mean, the time span, um, you were planning on taking a, doing a run mm. that weekend and what prevented you from doing that run. So um, we're trying to find, okay, this is a moment where you know God was with you. Right. There was um, a 5K run coming up and I was going to run with another uh, sister at church. But our daughter was in town with the grandkids and we decided that we were going to drive with her back to Jacksonville. Um, and her husband would come up from Orlando and meet her there in Jacksonville. So because we were doing that, that was going to be on the same day as the run. So I could not do the run. And that was a God intervention because if I had done the run, I could have collapsed out there on, you know, in the streets, not knowing what was going on in my body. Yeah. And I find that interesting because when we were up there and you were getting everything ready and um, I think this is after the surgery, um, I was coming up the elevator and I met this lady and she said that her husband was running the double bridge uh, run and he died. You know, and they had paramedics come and they revived him. And he was up there on the floor with cardio, cardio assistance to bring him back to health. But that could have been very well you out there running and boom. So praise be unto God that he was with you and that those, those small interruptions or detours. And, you know, one of the things that, it, that I reflect on you experiencing your experience with this situation. But there's also um, a moment where you knew God was with you before the surgery, right? Uh, can you share a little bit about that? Right. Um, so the night before the surgery, I was going to turn in, go to sleep early. And uh, so we did. And about 10 o'clock that night, I had to get up to go to the restroom. And when I got ready to come back into the room, I started experiencing a pain in the chest and it was very intense. And I stayed in the bathroom a little bit just to kind of catch my breath. And I finally got to the bed and the pain was, was getting even more intense. And I was able to push the call button for the nurse and she came in or she asked me what was going on. And so kind of like in a whisper, because that's about as loud as I could get in a whisper, I told her that I had uh, chest pains. I was having chest pains. So she came in, 
hooked me up to the uh, EKG machine. And um, all the time that that was going on, I was kind of laying on the side on the bed rail. And I knew that the Lord was with me at that time because I was able, I was thinking through all that was going on, all that had gone on up to this point. And I was thinking about the people who were praying for me. I was thinking about the Lord who said he will never leave me or forsake me. So I was thinking about all of that and I'm, and I'm like, okay, I know that I'm going to be okay because he would not have intercepted all of these things up to this point to allow me not to see another day. But at the same time, I'm going through all of that. I was at peace with whichever way it went, whether he had taken me with him, I was okay. Or if he just let, he let me live and see other days, I was okay with that too. But it was the fact that I trusted him to do whatever he needed, whatever needed to be done. I was trusting in the Lord. And it was as, as if he was physically standing there. I didn't see him, but I, I felt him. I knew that he was there with me because I had no fear. Yeah, I remember that um, distinctively. Um, I remember looking over at the EKG machine and how it was just erratically going up and down, up and down. Um, and I remember you're just calm laying there. And for me, from my, my, my spectrum of thinking, I knew the same things you knew. I knew that if you left, you know, you will be in a good place. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I was good with that. But I think that what really impacted me was the fact that, um, having a day without your presence. And I began to think about that and that brought tears to my eyes of uh, thinking of since we've been together for such a, such a long time, you know, over 40 years we've been together and not to have you and your presence there and to be able to ask you a question or, you know, laugh with you, that became overwhelming. And, um, and uh, so I know he's with us. I know that um, every situation we go through, every valley we're in, I know that he is there with us. And and there are emotions involved with that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like David did, you know, he said, okay, it's gone. It's done. Let me move on. Let me pursue God. Let me live my life the way he called me to live it, you know. So, um, so that was really a difficult time for me to see you go through that. And you wasn't even going through it, but I was, I think I had more of a, Inflection of what was going on than, than you did. But, you know, we both knew, you know, whatever the outcome was, we were both in a good place, you know. So there was the, the beginning where God sustained you, kept you, and, and to the point where they actually knew that you had blockage. Then they prepped you for surgery and the night before could have been devastating. You know, you were actually probably on the verge of having a heart attack. And then after, and going through all the things you had to go through to kind of get you to a place where at least you felt like in this journey, God's with me and how you felt about the journey and all the things that were happening in your body. Cause that's, that's crazy surgery. Uh, share a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. After 
the surgery and and thank God, praise God, the surgery went well, trying to get me back up and moving so that my body could heal the way it needed to heal. And he was of God again showed up. He was there every step of the way. The doctors would, you know, they would come and check, check on me. It's like, oh, you're, oh, your, your, your stitches, they're healing already, you know, like maybe day three. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of lost track of time, but it was, it was still fresh after surgery. Um, but they saw that the, 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 the incision was healing quickly. Each time they would come into the room and, and they would see me a certain way, they were like, you're doing, you're doing really well. And they would look surprised that I was doing as well as I had been doing. And I know, again, that it was the Lord walking with me through, through all of that, because you have to learn how to do everything over again. You, I, I couldn't get up out of the bed by myself. I couldn't, you know, just reach over and get a, a sip of water. I had to rely on someone to do that for me. So it, with each, each milestone, whether it's getting up out of bed, starting to walk, walking the distance from my room to the end of the hall, and going in the bathroom by myself, all of these milestones, and then coming home and making sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, learning how to breathe, you know, learning how to breathe again, all of those things, God was with me in all of that. Amen. It was a journey. And so, you know, this is a sharing, you know, just a, a brief situation. There's some things that we've learned in that valley. And what would you say would be some of the important things that comes out of that valley moment, you know, of you walking through that, that, that journey? You know, there's with, with every physical thing that we go through, there's always a spiritual point of view, something that we learn from it spiritually. And although I may have looked like to many people, and including myself, looked like there was nothing wrong with me. Everything was fine. You know, I ate healthy. I was active. I got regular checkups. Those were were all good. To the natural, everything looked fine. I should not have had anything wrong with my heart. But that just goes to show you that the naked eye, with our naked eye and our understanding, it takes more of that to know what's going on on the inside of you. It took a specialist to find out that there was a blockage in my artery. It takes a specialist to know that there's a blockage in our spiritual artery, in our spiritual lives, there's a blockage that needs to be unclogged. For me, I had to have open heart surgery and they had to do a bypass to cause my blood to flow better. And spiritually, a lot of people are walking around with blockage that they don't realize, spiritual blockage, and they need open heart surgery. And the only one that could do that is the Lord Jesus Christ. 
He's the specialist, the Holy Spirit. He's the specialist that sees what's on the inside and knows what needs to be taken care of so that we can live a healthier life. Amen. Amen. In closing, I just a closing thought that I have through through this uh, this podcast is that taking care of her in this journey was rough. And so I can really, truly understand all those that are are doing caregiving for people that they love and how much of a weight that is on them. You know, it's not taken away from what that person you love has gone through. But there's also that moment where you are in a situation where you are willing to do what you need to do. But you are being tasked. Your body is being tasked. You're getting, you get tired. And uh, so I just want to pray for those that are caregiving for people that they love, that God will give you a supernatural strength to be able to endure, not only in your strength physically, but in your mind also. Don't be weary in well-doing, you know. Yeah. And so um, in closing, I'd just like to say thank you for uh, being with us today. And if you have any topics that interest you about anything we've covered or have a prayer request, you can email us at IWFIMH at gmail.com, IWFIMH at gmail.com, or you can send us a comment on our Facebook page called It Was Found in My Heart. Now, remember, we don't know it all but we know the one who does. I pray that y'all will have a blessed day. I pray that if you're in your journey or if you're in the valley moment, he's with you. And if he's with you, it's possible that he wants to do something through you. Because when you take your eyes off of your situation and put it on somebody else's situation, you just don't understand how much relief you can get in serving somebody else in your valley. God bless. We love you. Amen.